getting to know who the customer is, um, what are their patterns, what do they eat, when do they eat, what do they like, you know, that's been the hardest part for restaurant marketers because we, we've had limited funds, you know, really until now. Now there's an investment side where brands are investing in it because they need to know because we realize we need that one-to-one -one connection with our customers. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Justin Bartek. He's a marketing maven with a resume that honestly reads like a restaurateur's dream. He, he ran marketing for Baja Fresh, Cadoba, Veggie Grill, Halal Guys, and now the Jinya family of restaurants. Uh, he's also executed over 5,000 campaigns for cool brands like Rite Aid, Domino's, Applebee's, Ace Hardware, just to mention a few. Wow, Justin. That was like, and this, this is the super cliff notes of what you've, uh, what you've done. So really grateful that you've been able to, to come on and uh, join us on Give Innovation. I appreciate it, man. Um, it's great to be here. It was great to meet you when I did. Um, and I'm happy to do this. So let's, let's get started, man. I'm, I'm pumped. Okay. Well, first of all, talk to us a little bit about what, what do you do at Ginya? Sure. Um, so I'm director of marketing at Ginya Holdings. Um, Ginya as Ginya Holdings is actually four brands. So Ginya Ramen Bar is the casual uh, ramen spot. There's 40 locations around the country, US and Canada. Um, Ginya Ramen Express was a build your own concept. We have one location. We're kind of seeing what we're going to do with that brand. But the real other brand is Bushy by Ginya, which is our fast mm -hmm. casual version. Um, again, we were either going to go build your own or this other where there's like five ramen on the menu kind of went that direction because we figured out Americans don't know how to order ramen yet. So it's probably best if we stick to the recipe and the Americans order and eat it. Right. So uh -huh. that's the other brand. And then we have Robata Ginya, which is in Hollywood. It's a one-off um, right now. It's Robata Yaki Sushi, some ramen on the menu. It's a little bit bigger menu, a little bit nicer. It's uh, on third street in, in LA. If you know anything about that, a lot uh -huh. of nice restaurants on that row. Um, so that brand, we will be building another one, uh, another co company store. It'll be in Hollywood at, at the Whiskey Hotel, which is being built right now. So that's super exciting. So, um, you know, that brand has legs as well. We just probably won't franchise. It'll probably be our our baby. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I mean, let's let's start off, pull out the guns, shots fired. What are restaurant marketers doing wrong? <laughs> Um, I don't know if I would say they're doing it wrong. Maybe they just don't have the resources, but I, I feel like um, all, all, our goal, you know, as restaurant marketers is to get to know our customers. And I think that's been difficult over the years uh, for many reasons. One of them just being budgets. If you're not a bigger brand, you can't really afford to get to know the customer or you couldn't in the past. I feel like with the pandemic, um, that has been accelerated by a ton. There's many, much more, you know, capital new startups, people that can help, you know, these smaller brands. So I think it's getting a little easier now out of necessity, but I feel like getting to know who the customer is, um, what are their patterns, what do they eat, when do they eat, what do they like, you know, that's been the hardest part for restaurant marketers because we, we've had limited funds, you know, really until now, now there's an investment side where 
brands are investing in it because they need to know because we realize we need that one-to-one connection with our customers. But once you get to know your customers, how do you actually do something with that? Because I see a lot of people who've got more data than they know what to do with, but they, they, they're just sitting on it. Yeah, I think as, you know, as a, a vertical, we need to learn how to use data as well because it, we're not e-commerce. You know, we're not from that background. Many of us don't have a lot of experience with data like that. You know, and now that the data is becoming available, it becomes more important to learn how to utilize it. I feel like there's many ways you can do that. You can, you know, segment your audience. You can send custom messages to folks that matter to them. Uh, I feel like that's a huge one that's missing in a lot of brands. Um, and then just just strategy. Like if you're a QSR, maybe you're couponing the wrong person or the, the wrong coupon, right? If we can yeah. hit the right coupon to the right person at the right time, that's the holy grail of it. In, in my spot in casual dining, we don't do a lot of couponing. So it's more about, hey, we have a new vegan product. Am I sending this to the right people? You know, am I sending the new chicken ramen to a vegan? Why would I do that? You know, that's not relevant to them. So knowing that just helps with your segmentation. I think that's the real goal. And, you know, with the segmentation, I think that's so key that you're really understanding, like you said, who your customers are, because is it realistic that consumers are constantly wanting higher and higher rates of personalization? Like, is, is that a, an unrealistic expectation from consumers or is that something that because all of these social media sites and, and Google and YouTube are such are personalizing that now it's just become a, uh, a ta- like table stakes. I don't think it's expected yet, but I do think it's heading in that direction. And I think the closer you are to getting there, the better off you are as a brand. So to that point that you just said, I don't necessarily think that we need to know them a hundred percent, but if they have a question, they're expecting an answer within an hour. You know, like it used to be 20, we'll get back to 24 and 48 hours. Now it's like, I'm sending a Google message directly to someone's phone who's possibly a GM, GM at the restaurant who has access. And they say, yeah, we can handle your reservation tonight. Or, oh, you know, it's last minute. Of course, we'll seat your two people. Having that customer service touch is huge and not enough people use it, utilize it or know about it. But just doing that alone is huge for the customer because you're showing you care. And that's really what they want. Yeah. I And, and it's interesting, right? Because so many people, they want that hospitality but they also don't want to come in anymore. They don't want to sit down. They don't want to be waited on. Um, a lot of people are looking for the short end of both those sticks of, I want things to be faster, but I want things to also, you know, I want you to, I, I want it to feel more personal. Yeah. It's funny you say this literally yesterday. I think I was on LinkedIn and someone did a post about QR codes and it was like, are they dying or are they the hottest thing ever right now? My point was, you can have a QR code and also have a regular menu when you sit down in a restaurant that you can look at, thumb through, ask questions of the waiter or waitress. But for that other audience, they want to be able to scan that QR code, order, pay, have loyalty accrue, not even have to talk to a waiter possibly. If, if you're young enough, you might not even look up from your phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's okay too. We can have both experiences. And what people were really weirdly arguing was like, well, I want it to go back to the old thing. And it's like, if you are a Luddite and you don't accept new technology, you are not going to go very far because it's going to advance anyway. So it's better to be on the train right away and try to make it as good as you can for your customer instead of just saying, well, we don't want to do that. We're not that brand. We're not going to do this. It's like, I say, be both, you know, like be customer service oriented for sure in your restaurant, but have the digital tools there so that millennials, Gen Z who come to you, 
make it easy for them. They'll be a customer for life. They'll be like, look how cool this is. And I even took it a step further. I said, why can't that QR code lead to VR? Why can't I put the plate that I want to order on my table in front of me on my phone to see what that is? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be new? Like I'm thinking in those terms and it's like, you know, people were, were responding in an interesting way to that when I posted that. And then they made me the most relevant comments. So I'm getting all kinds of likes and <laughs> comments. And, you know, like, it's just very interesting to see the points of view out there. Well, because I think what, you, what we're finding more and more is this concept of omni-channel, which has, you know, it was used as often as the new normal for a long time, right? But what does omni-channel really mean? And it means meeting the guest where they are. Correct. And you need to realize that, that guest isn't going to be in the same place every time. I may come in and want to order with a QR code. I may come in the next time and want to talk to a server. I may just want to do pickup. And guess what? I'm still the same customer. And right. you, But you can't talk to me in three different ways. You just need to meet me where I'm at. And that omni-channel experience unlocks the convenience that builds loyalty. Correct. And I would, I would also say in the times we're in with hiring where it is, these things are more important than ever because Great a point. server may not have time to sit there with you and banter for five, 10 minutes and tell you about every item on the menu and mm-hmm. tell you the allergens and everything else. So why not have that experience there where I scan that QR code? Oh, wow. There's the allergens for every item I'm looking at. So I know, you know, as a customer, make it easier. Right. So it goes both ways, but like good customer service is never going to go out of style. We know that, but if you aren't playing in digital, you're going to go out of style and you could die. You know, that's just yeah. a fact. So there needs to be a balance. Totally. There's, it's not like you have to, you don't have to get rid of the way things were, but you just have to realize that not everyone wants it that way. And, right. and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Um, sure. So let's, let's say Justin that I uh, have a small marketing or I, I have a small restaurant group and we don't have a marketing department. We haven't done emails. We don't do texting. Like we are at ground zero. We just have good food, great service, good training, good ops. Um, and I'm, I'm coming to you, Justin, saying, hey, I'm thinking about starting marketing. What do I do? Like what, what frameworks, what things would you uh, recommend to me? I almost think um, for that scenario, um, obviously, besides the basics, which are location, food, experience slash customer service if you have those you're going to be okay because you can get by with word of mouth in a restaurant scenario it's happened with many brands many brands chipotle didn't do a lot of advertising in the 90s when they were growing everyone was going there they were growing just fine right and now they're everywhere so it doesn't take that yeah it takes a product and it takes location and it takes customer service but if you're starting out i'd say if you're opening a restaurant pr is probably number one you need to have pr to get the word out that you're even there Right. That's a that's a foundational piece for me. But then it's if you're a brand in more than one location, it's listings. Listings management is huge because Google is going to be that beast that, that can define your success. It just is because they can and they're big. So if you look at 10 years ago, we were on Yelp and everyone was worried about Yelp ratings. And then Google just said, hey, why don't we just turn this on? We can take that whole business. It's basically what they did at my brands. <laughs> There's seven to one Google reviews to Yelp. Uh-huh. So what's more important, right? Like Yelp has clout in certain cities. Is it, does it have clout everywhere? Probably not. Google is everywhere, right? So everywhere. we have to pay attention to that. So when it comes down to that, I think PR as a foundational and then listings, if your listings are correct, your hours, your menu is correct all the time. You pay attention to that. You answer guest feedback. You answer on questions on Google, all these things, right? A customer that is young is expecting an on-demand answer because they live in an on-demand economy. 
They get music whenever they want it on demand, right? Spotify. They get Twitter. They can read news whenever they want. They get Instagram where that post goes up and right. It's just on demand at all times. So we need to think that way as an industry. I'm not the youngest person. I'm 45 years old. I told you this and you looked at me and thought I was crazy. Yeah. Cause dude, you look so much younger than me. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I understand just that mentality of on demand economy means we all need to be on demand. We all need to be there for that customer or we could lose them because someone else will be. So you said location twice there. Talk to location still matters. Cause I truly believe there's the digital location which truly matters. Um, and I've heard, I've heard varying opinions and honestly, I'm still kind of up in the air on my opinion on like a, a really good location, but obviously you have third street in Hollywood. Uh, I mean, so talk to me about your, your thoughts on location. Yeah, I would say location is, is foundational in our industry for brick and mortar, right? The game is changing. There's ghost kitchens, there's reef, there's all these things where you can put a brand anywhere literally and kids can buy it. But if you don't have that flagship and there's no experience to to speak of, then I'm just judging you by that food that comes half hour, an hour later, whenever it gets to your house, right? If you have that flagship location, you can show the experience, show what goes into the preparation, the chef, everything, right? It all matters. The experience, what you see in the store, the bar, the vibe, the music, like all that stuff still matters. So if you have a great location, it still definitely matters. It's getting less important sure and it depends on the brand and everything else but if you're starting out which is kind of where you frame this like if you're starting out what do you what do i need to do location is everything and i can speak just from you know 10 12 years ago i worked for qdoba denver brand right they were in california but what was happening was chipotle was getting every a location you could think of right qdoba wasn't shooting for a's they were shooting for b's you know maybe we'll take a c plus if the, the terms are right Wrong strategy, because what they did was they came in and dominated. Kidoba was a footnote. And then Kidoba stopped building here because, you know, it's like they realized they lost. But it's because they didn't invest in the right locations. You know, really, it was that foundational. Yeah. All right. Didn't take long. I'm convinced. Location <laughs> is important. <laughs> but I think that to the point is, I, I think... Um, Here's where I think I'll uh, I'll land the opinion is like, it's not about, it's not it, the physical location I think is critical, but I don't think you still have to really look at your digital location and that digital location. I don't know if it's equally as important, um, but I think that digital footprint is you don't have that, then it's really hard to maintain. And quite frankly, you're not future proofing your restaurant. You know, that right. digital footprint is, is your future proof of, of how you get people in, no matter what happens with any sort of variant or pandemic or whatever. Um, our, our, our customers, for example, you know, we had an average of, it was like half a percent, uh, no, less than half a percent. It was like a quarter of, of a percent of our customers went out of business during the pandemic, as opposed to like the 10, 15% that went out of business because they had customer data. And so they knew they had ways to communicate with their guests and a lot of restaurants didn't have that. Correct. Yeah. What, what I was seeing, especially with independents and smaller, you know, one, two location brands here in LA, they were literally stuffing bags and saying, please don't order from the big four at the time. Please mm-hmm. order from us direct. Here's our phone number. Here's our website, whatever. Just please to help us. And I had never seen that before the pandemic because everyone was scared to piss off 
those guys, right? Yeah. Oh, well, they, we don't want to piss them off. That's oh, they said we just, can't you know, do that. It, yeah, it's become it's become a lifeline for us. Or, you know, now we're stuck doing it. We're giving them 30%, but, you know, we have to, because if we take it away, then what, right? So there was all this scared. And then it just became, this is the reality. And now the customer is aware of this. So it's changed the game. Now you see laws being changed. You see caps. You see polit- or, you know, politicians saying you have to share data, which the, they didn't ever get in it like that. And now they are. So yeah. it's like the, the tide has turned where the customer is educated and it's like, hey, I'm a small guy. If you don't order direct, I might go out of business. So if you want to continue eating this food, please do this. And it really appealed to a lot of people. So, you know, uh, it, it's uh, I think the digital location is huge. And I do think I think of it in a different way. I think of it as how can I mine the data for each location separately? and learn who the customer is in hmm. each market or each location. And that's what I'm trying to do with our digital partner, where it's like, we are buying digital ads in every, for every store, but everything is hyper-locally targeted. Everything is geofenced, And then we're building audience in every location. So a guy in Tulsa is different than LA. A fan in Nebraska is different than Seattle, right? And we're building that out where over time, as we add money to this and spend money and buy ads, the audience gets better. You know what I mean? And that, that to me, it's like for a brand of our size at 40 locations, my franchisee, it's like, I don't even think they understand how good this is and how good it's going to be because <laughs> we're really building something that's like going to matter to them, you know, and other brands aren't doing this. So yeah, you know, I do believe the location is huge, but like knowing who that customer is at the location is really wh- where it's at for me. Totally. I mean, and you look at the difference between a, a city person versus a suburb, you could have two locations, 10 minutes apart. And guess what? If you put out a lunch, you know, special and you text everyone the same lunch special, your your city location is going to get a lot more traffic than your burb location. And, you know, these stay at home dads or moms are like, oh, I don't I don't have time to like go in for lunch right now. It's nap time. Right. So I think that I think that's a great point. Um, what, what do you think the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays is? Um, I think for the for my customer, which is Gen Z millennial, it's ease of ordering. It's. It's a little bit of pizzazz as well. Like, oh, wow, you know, this is amazing. This looks great. There's photos for every item. Just small things that like, you know, we were all trying to do this years ago. Now it's like an expectation. So it's like, if I can't see every item, probably not going to sell those items. That's literally what it is nowadays. So like that UI on your online ordering has to be there. And I think um, ease of reordering. Like if I have a favorite at Chipotle, I I can one button push that and I get it. And it's that that's beneficial to them and me makes it easy for me. And then it's easy for them to make money off of me. Right. So I look at that and go, wow, that's super important. And then the other part is just the, you know, I think we're getting to a place where like stored value and what that means is going to unlock a lot of things. So like stored value, put put my credit card on an app, let's say, Mm -hmm. And then that brand, what they get from that is they know every purchase I've made, right? And that's okay. Because if they're marketing to me and know who I am, that's a better job of marketing. And I will be more responsive to that. And that's the the lens I look at it through as a marketer for my customers. That's what I want to get to is like, how do I get to know you almost intimately? We're like, you always order vegan ramen. Not going to send you this chicken ramen email ever, right? Because I don't want to waste your time. But when we have new vegan products, boom, here it is. Or Here's a little special to get you to try a new vegan product that you, I know you haven't like things yeah. like that are huge. Right. So, or it's like, Hey, if you're a vegan, have you ever, tri- have you ever really tried this beef? Because you might not want to be vegan. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, what, what are some successful things that you've seen or tried lately? Uh, what I've really seen in the market that is pretty 
awesome in my opinion is like Tokai Organica. You probably are familiar Dude, with love them. Matt. Out here. Matt, but, he's a great team. Yeah. And, and they've kind of put it together now where they're doing it. Like online ordering is connected. You put, they have stored value. So you can put your card in there. The loyalty is all a part of it. So I don't have to do anything to accrue. I don't even have to scan a receipt or do anything. It just knows, right? Knows what I've ordered. And then it starts going to, it's going to feed me things that are relevant. So push notifications, SMS, emails, but they know me as a customer, right? Because they have this all tied together and they just started doing it. But that's like, I'm like, oh yeah, like I oh, like yeah. what you're doing there, right? Like, well, well, you should, you should check there. out their feedback tool. It's pretty cool too. <laughs> But yeah, I think, I think that's, um, yeah, again, it goes back to the whole guest experience and how do you make it frictionless and easy and convenient for them? Because even, even Gen Z, I think everyone appreciates the convenience. It's just a matter of what does convenience mean for the different groups, right? Of course. And and I think another part of that is just like really payments. Like if I don't put the credit card in there, that's okay. But let me have Apple pay or let me have Google, you know, like, let yes. me just make it easy on me. Right. At, at all times. So I, I don't huge. understand that. Justin, I love when I could order something and just use Apple pay. And there is nothing that frustrates me more when it's like, I go to use Apple pay and it doesn't work. And then it's like, I gotta, I'm, I gotta go down. I gotta find my credit card. It's like, I, I don't use credit cards very much anymore. I use Apple pay, use my watch. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's how people pay with things. And so I think, yeah, that, that Apple pay, Android pay, I think is Google pay is a really cool functionality. Yeah. Um, so Justin, who, who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry today? Man, I would, I would say this and I'm, I'm going to sound like a Homer and it is a Homer answer, but our digital partner, Hyperlocology, I, I told you what we're building towards, which is literally custom audience, every location for a franchise brand they don't like i said understand what that means yet but they will once we start really firing off and and knowing those guests and seeing higher sales seeing more online orders because it's all tied together the way we're tracking we can track directly through the whole ordering process so we know when orders are complete so our ads we know if they're working in a real way where it's you know we're basing it on average check but we know that order came through and it actually happened so when i feed that data to my franchisees it's like oh, wow, this is the exact number of orders I got. This is what I spent. This is the 7X return or whatever the return is for them, but like make it easy for them. And the other part of it is with Hyperlocology, we have a dashboard set up where we're building all this, right? The audiences are being built. We're finding lookalikes. We're going about our business with their marketing funds spend. So I've allocated their money for their stores. So it's always on. Google search is always on. Display is always on. Instagram is always on. Facebook ads are always on, right? And it may be some at some time, not all at the same time, Mm -hmm. possibly, but they're all there and they're all working in their favor. And what makes this tool great, they can go on the dashboard in three steps, literally picking creative, picking which campaign, putting in the credit card, done. They can add to what we're doing. So if they buy in on their own, they're supporting their business, they're using LSM dollars, which every brand wants you to spend more on marketing than what we require. That's every brand. Not uh-huh. everyone does it. Smart people do. I'm a marketer, so I can say that, but smart people <laughs> invest in marketing. Uh, but with this tool, I can, I also have vision. I can see it. Are you really spending that? And I don't have to ask you as a franchisee, hey, do you have a receipt? That's the worst. Do you have that invoice from this thing you were supposed to do? I don't want to be a cop. I just want to provide a great tool and then go do it if you want. And if you don't, that's your bad. You know, so that's, yeah. that's how I look at it. So it's like, I'm setting up the tools, laying the groundwork. Now you go, you can invest in this on, it's your own business. Right. And we're building a tool where it's growing itself with lookalikes, where it's like, 
Now you're putting more money on the fire. Great. That fire is going to get bigger. We're going to find more as we go. We're going to refine, you know? So it's like, that's how I try to build it because I can't, I can't hold the hand of like the four franchisees that are struggling, you know, and also do the other 35 stores. Right. I I have to just provide tools that I know are going to work and that I believe in and then let them either activate or don't sink or swim. Right. It's like, I I can't hold hands up. It's like, you got to do it. Yeah. And and I think that there's a lot of really cool tools out there. One of our partners and the ones that we've seen a lot of success with some of our restaurants is targetable and their basic mantra is we'll stay out of the kitchen if you stay out of the marketing <laughs> because <laughs> there's so many restaurants that just don't have the, the time and the knowledge of the marketing team they don't have a justin to help guide them to that right and i think that regardless um you don't throw your money at a wall but you got to put it somewhere right and you got to really invest in that growth and uh, whether or not you have a Justin or not, there's there's tools out there to help you. There definitely is, and it's like I I am of the mindset of like I don't want to I don't want to do the fishing. I want to teach you how to fish. You know, yeah. that's that's how I've always tried to lead. And it's like I, I feel like it works, and then it works for me too because the ones that are highly engaged, I'm gonna learn from them what their needs are, what their wants are. I'll I'll do one on ones all day with my franchisees that care and want to let's let's figure it out. Let's see what's working. Let's do it. Great, I'm all for that. But I have other ones that I've, I've talked to once, you know, like yeah. that's just the franchise game. And it's like, yeah. those people are out there. It's okay. But the ones that are engaged, I, I engage with them. If they're not, I still want to set them up for success. And I still want to use their money so that they're going to make money without them having to do anything. And that's okay too. But the ones that are engaged can go as far as they want to go. They could talk to the CEO of Hyperlocology and really dig in if they want to. That's the kind of thing I'm trying to build. Love that, man. So how, how do people find you, follow you? For me personally, uh, it's usually Tech Turbo, so T-E-K-T-U-R-B-O on Instagram. Um, on LinkedIn, it's just my name, Justin Bartek. Um, our brands, Jinya Ramen Bar, so at Jinya Ramen Bar, all one word, obviously, at Robota Jinya, and then at Bushy by Jinya. Uh, those are the the, uh, the handles there. Awesome. Well, for helping us learn a little bit uh, about how to not just get to know our customers, but for helping us get to know you a little bit. Today's ovation goes to you, Justin. Thank you so much for giving us a little CMO master crash course here on Give Innovation. Thanks, Zach, man. I appreciate it. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.